of dark in here, isn't it? Yeah, I had trouble reading if you didn't notice. Um, it's the changing of the seasons. What's your favorite season? Any winters? A few? You know what I like about winter? No bugs. And that's about where it stops for me. How many of you like spring and summer? And some of you are raising your hand more than once. I like that. And fall. Fall's my favorite. Um, We're at the end of spring. Although it seems like it just showed up, doesn't it? We're getting some storms, the ones we expected back in April, but they finally made it. Um, And we've had plenty of spring days, some beautiful days. It's been a good spring. It's supposed to be knee-high by the 4th of July, and I think it was knee-high by the end of May, right? It was, uh, the corn is growing, the spring has been good, and may it continue. Um, Changing seasons, they're just, they're a wonderful part of our creation and our experience. A wonderful part of Indiana is the changing of the seasons. And we've had blooming flowers, mostly gentle rain, the aroma of plants, and even thunder, I find, is a welcome sign of spring. Uh, Pollen. Pollen. Yes, yes. We're focusing on the good, John. (laughs) The pollen, which has driven some of you nuts. Uh, Without winter and the dormancy of life, would we enjoy spring as much? It's darker, it's colder, it's more lifeless, but it makes way for a resurgence of life and purpose. The same goes for our lives. Our lives bring seasons. Seasons end and seasons begin. And we lift up our graduates as they've ended a season that's pretty much been your whole life, hasn't it? And yet, a new season begins. It's not the end, but a beginning. And it's just one of many beginnings to come. What will this season bring? I don't know. That's kind of the fun, isn't it? Maybe that's part of the, that's not so fun. The same goes for life in our community. We experience seasons, seasons of growth and times of darkness and dormancy. The difference with our lives and as a community is we can choose how we accept the season. In nature, it comes whether we're ready or not. In life, sometimes we have anticipation and eagerness, and sometimes we have dread and sorrow. We try to hang on to the past at times, and we try to hang on to it with all we have, and that never works out very well. But it doesn't stop us from trying. This text from 1 Samuel calls us to consider God's plan for the next season, for life in and around Darlington, for life and wherever it takes you. The book of 1 Samuel is is part of a much larger section of Scripture called the Former Prophets. There are nine books from Joshua through 2 Chronicles, which Israel, having arrived in the Promised Land, is now trying to figure out who are we in this change of season. We're not in Egypt anymore, but who are we? Are we to be a nation set apart, a nation made into God's sanctuary as a people? And we find that through Joshua and Judges, as the people ruled, it didn't go so well. We see the line repeated again and again in Judges, the people did what was right in their own eyes because there was no king in Israel. 
doesn't go so well when we do things according to what's right in our, in our own eyes, does it? The story of David begins in today's reading. It begins. And the story of David is the, one of the greatest stories of our faith, one of the greatest stories of our Hebrew Scriptures, what we call the Old Testament. And in fact, the rest of the book, and even into the New Testament, always alludes back to David, and it starts in our story now. But our story, as we read it today, begins with Saul grieving, or Samuel grieving over Saul. Saul, the season that had come to an end. And Samuel wondering, can I stop grieving? Can I be ready? It's the turning point, and we find that Samuel actually ceases to be in the Scripture past this story. This is the end of Samuel's story as well. Um, The remainder of 1 Samuel leads us until David is not just anointed secretly, but is actually recognized publicly as king. But in this passage, we see the fear and the hesitation from multiple characters to act in the way that's going to be against Israel's rejected king, Saul. And once again, they're really without a king, and they're waiting, as Israel has been many times. But following the reading, Israel has a new king. They just don't know it yet. God has been present with Israel throughout their entire history. From Abraham, through Moses, through Joshua, through the time of the judges, and through Samuel and the time of Saul, God has never left the people, despite their disobedience, despite their lack of faith. The presence of God persisted even when it was King Saul, the anointed Messiah King Saul, disobeyed God. God did not abandon them. Because the God of Israel persists and never gives up. When the people wanted a king before Saul, that's how they got Saul, they asked God for a king. That wasn't the plan. God wanted to be their king. And they said, no, we want a king like everyone else. What did God do? Gave him a king. Told him what would happen, but honored the covenant honored the covenant that God gave them through Moses in the wilderness, that Israel would be a people of the Lord. And although the people rejected God by their actions and their requests, God continues to honor the covenant. God works through Samuel to anoint David, even though Samuel is hanging on to the past and grieving and fearful of the last king he anointed. God continues to persist and works with Samuel, leading him forward one step at a time. Just fill your horn with oil, Samuel. Now just bring a heifer. Now just tell him we're going to go do a sacrifice. Now just bring one son by at a time. I'll tell you when the right one passes. God's never done honoring the covenant. Even when the people struggle to pick up the pieces and move forward in faith as we've all been in that place many times. God persists in love for the benefit of God's daughters and sons both then and now. Looking at our own congregation and the rich history of the church and our community, we have much to be proud of from our past, yes? The town has experienced the seasons of change from the thriving life of decades past to the more difficult change and who we are the last couple of decades, the last several years. 
The congregation has a long history of seasons. This congregation. We can look at the way the building has changed. We can look at the way the faces have changed. The way the worship style has changed. The presence of technology has changed. The presence of who's standing in the pulpit has changed. And perhaps, hopefully, you've changed in your time in this congregation. Could we ever have known what was to come? Did we ever imagine ourselves here? Could you ever have known how much blessing would be given you by the people sitting around you right now? Could we ever have guessed at the amazing work being done in the community through this body of Christ? Children fed. Faith kindled. And much more. You all know there's been much more. Lives have been changed by this congregation, including mine. Like Samuel, we don't know the full plan that God has for our work in the community around us. Like Samuel... We find it easy to look back to the past and to the seasons before and to hang on to those and grieve. But we need to look to the future. And just like the uncertainties we've faced in the past, just like the obstacles we've experienced in the past, God's with us. God does not abandon us. Even when we abandon God, God persists. Fears threaten to keep us frozen with grief. But God's there, step by step even, little by little. Maybe we aren't told the whole story because we probably would be overwhelmed by the whole story. God gives us what we are to do next. Just a hint of the unexpected. Just a hint of the uncomfortable. Amen? But never too much. You see, friends, Samuel was not daunted by the entire task, but bit by bit, because God's faithful. Until Samuel finds himself in a familiar place looking to choose a king once more after it had been a disaster. And God leads him through, saying, I'll tell you when it's time to anoint the new king. And God empowered Samuel. And God empowers and leads us in our mission, in our future, no matter the obstacles. But we have to let go so that we can grab on. And that's hard. And it's no fun sometimes. Amen? We've been wrestling with where God is taking us next. All of us have. The fear and grief has made it difficult for us to move forward. Let's be honest. And we want to be a source of reconciliation and hope for the world, right? For our community. It's right there at the bottom of our bulletins. As the end of every worship service every week, we are sent out. The worship service does not stop. It just begins something new. We want to make disciples for Jesus Christ, for the transformation of the world. Perhaps the time has come to embrace the new season before us, because it's coming. Perhaps the time it's really all about us letting go. God is just waiting for us to let go that we may grasp our future and remember all the times before when we have let go and how good the future ended up being. Let us step out in faith, trusting God to lead us through all obstacles until we are standing in the presence of that bright future 
that God has had for us all along. When you are asked, what is your favorite season? I pray that you say, right now. Right now is always my favorite season because I'm aware of what God is doing. Because we can't wait to see what God will do next. Are you with me? Thanks be to God. Thank you.